take a moment of silence for MF Doom. For those of you who don't know, a really, um, like, extremely well-respected underground, a lot, of, not a lot of people know about him as far as, like, uh, mainstream people, but... Um, Really well, well respected, prolific. I mean, just incredibly talented rapper. Uh, MF Doom passed away. We just found out about it last week, but I, I think he actually passed in October, at the end of October. But his family just released a statement uh, announcing his passing um, just this last week. They didn't say what he died from, um, but. Uh, you know, he, he passed. If you're not familiar with him, you should check him out. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of hip hop, if you're if you like rap, um, just incredibly talented. Outside of the box, too. You know, very creative. He was his own person for sure. Um, but yeah, he passed away, which sucks. It always sucks when. I mean, it, it's sad when anybody dies. You know, you're it, if you know them or they affected you. You know. And when we lose artists, it's, um, I don't know, it, it just feels that much harder because they were contributing something so valuable uh, on a very personal level. So when we lose an artist, like a, a, at least for me, I feel like a very, um, I don't know what the word is, intense reaction, I guess. Um, well, it sucks. You know, he passed. He was great. And uh, if you're not familiar with him, you should listen. Um, really great, great music he made. And Happy New Year, I guess. A little transition. That's a terrible transition. Terrible segue. Um, Happy New Year. When was uh, last week? Yeah, so I. this is the first episode of the new year. Welcome to Porb. Um... Had a nice new year. My, my son was here, so we just did our normal thing during the day. Um, he had school on Wednesday was his last day, so then he Thursday, Friday, he had off. And then was it Friday? No, Thursday night was New Year's Eve, and then Friday was New Year's Day. So uh, Thursday, we were able to just, you know, play, do our thing. And then Friday, um, same thing. He didn't have school. So Thursday night, we did... Um, I made uh, burgers and fries, and uh, we went outside after that. Like once it got dark, we went outside and did sparklers, and it was wonderful. Um, you know, in bed by I let him stay up a little bit later, so he was in bed by nine. And um, yeah, I think I was asleep. I actually haven't been sleeping. I was in bed by like nine thirty, um, but I I didn't go to sleep till I don't know three. I think 3 a.m. I just haven't been sleeping uh, all last month. Um, obviously bleeding over into this month. I just haven't been sleeping. Uh, trying, definitely trying, getting back on, you know, healthy uh, routines as much as I can. I think we've all been, I mean, obviously, we've all been very stressed out and uh, anxious. That You know, anticipation anxiety is something I... Uh, deal with on a daily basis, even prior to COVID, prior to Trump. But, um, you know, the last four years in particular, this last year has been, you know, intense and trying 
And so I think everybody's feeling anticipation, anxiety, and if anxiety is something you normally uh, work through in your day-to-day life, it's ratcheted up quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so I just haven't been sleeping. But regardless, had a nice New Year. Uh, I was it was really fun, um, and I like the you know I like these things because I get a chance. Because for my son, he's five. He doesn't know what the fuck New Year is. He doesn't care or you know what I mean it doesn't mean anything like what and so he asked like what is a new year and I love these questions man it's like such a cool part of where he's at in his life where he's he's asking about everything which I love because it allows me to either provide that information and then watch his brain change or it allows me to recognize oh I actually don't know and then I get to tell him that. And then I get to say, let's look it up or let's find out. So it's like, I know I'm showing him one. It's okay not to know something. Because as far as he's concerned, I know every single thing there is. Which is definitely not true. Um, one day he'll figure that out. I mean, I tell him I don't know everything. But uh, as far as he's concerned, when he asks questions, I usually have an answer for it. But when I don't, I always tell him, you know, I don't know. That's, a, that's not true. Okay, so here's my formula for um, encouraging kids to want to learn. Okay, so he'll ask a question. The first thing I say is not the answer. The first thing I say is, wow, that's a great question. Then if I have the answer and I can uh, kind of like not just give it to him, but maybe provide some questions so he can come up with the answer, I'll do that. But if I can't, um, then I'll, I'll explain it to him and then we'll have a discussion about it. So the first thing is, I'll congratulate him on what a great question. Wow, that's a great, great question. Then I'll explain it to him and then I'll ask if he understands or how he feels about it. And I find that those three things is basically all you need to encourage a child to learn and also a person you know, a person, what the fuck? Children are people. I say that all the time. I mean, an adult. Um, you know, when, when an adult asks a question or has a problem, the first thing you can do to make them feel at ease is just say, that's a great question. If you have the, if you don't have the answer, you say, I don't know. If you do have the answer, you can explain it. But, you know, starting with, wow, that's a great question. So he asked, what's a new year? And I said, that's such a great question um, because it is. I find even in myself, like not so much anymore. I'm getting better about not doing this. But for a long time, I would just, if somebody said something, I would just say, okay. Like I wouldn't question it. I would question it internally, but I wouldn't question them. Like I wouldn't ask them for more information. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, you know, I think the biggest is just like I assumed, one, nobody wants to talk to me and like nobody cares what's happening to me so I wouldn't ask questions because like well why bother so then I would try to either figure it out on my own or find the information on my own or just stumble around until it (laughs) made sense which is not particularly uh, useful or healthy so with my son you know when he asks like what's a new year I get so excited so when I say that's a great question I truly mean it that's a great question because it was something like that. People just say it and we just accept it. Oh, okay. It's a new year. Great. So he asked, what's a new year? And I got to explain that 
about planetary orbits and that's how long it takes for our planet, the planet we live on, which is Earth. And I love, we talk about that a lot. Like, because since he knows about the planets, you know, early on, I bought him like some solar system books and science books and we would read it. And so it got him asking questions and he'd be like, well, what the fuck are planets? So you get to tell him like, well, in our area of space, which is called our solar system, there are nine planets. I mean, we, you know, who knows about Pluto anymore, but whatever. It's, it's more or less irrelevant for this conversation. And then, you know, the planet we live on is the third far, farthest from the sun. It's called Earth, and it's the only planet in our solar system that we know of that things can live on. And you get to have all these really cool conversations and then talk about other planets. And so what's a new year? And I get to say, like, oh, it's how long our planet, the one that we live on. And he's like, Earth? I'm like, yep. It's how long it takes for us to travel all the way around the sun and come back to where we started. And he's like, how come we don't feel it moving? And I was like, not only is it crazy that we don't feel it moving, man, but like, not only are we revolving around the sun, but our planet is also spinning. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. But we can't feel it because of gravity and atmosphere and because we're on the thing and we're so small comparatively to how big the earth is and we get to have these really cool discussions about this stuff um so yeah like just just because of the new year time is weird for kids you know i don't think about it so much i mean time is always weird but like the concept of days or weeks or months or years is odd for a kid because obviously they're they're approaching everything from like just themselves and also time doesn't have a lot of meaning because they have little experience in it and it's not important. They don't need to know when things are, ha you know what I mean? It, it, it's just not terribly important to them. So he's, you know, things like next year or this year or not, not even just taking a long time, but just the concept of how that works. Like he'll be like, remember like a few yesterdays ago, like when he says stuff like that, you know, I'll be like, this is going to happen tomorrow. He's like, when is that? You know, it's such an honest and great question. I'm like, oh, it's after we go to sleep and when you wake up. So he's like, every time I go to sleep, it's a new tomorrow? No. <laughs> and then I, I get to explain the cycle of the the sun and the moon and why that's that makes a new day and it's a 24-hour cycle. It's just so cool, man. That's one of the cool parts about having a kid. Um is getting to teach these things. Look, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for 20 years, coming up on 21 years. Now, what I usually teach is martial arts, health and fitness. Um, but with that, especially the way I approach it, it's a ton of philosophy, a ton of um, kind of reflecting and self-analysis not uh, definitely not a therapist or anything like that I haven't done that schooling it's you know but through my years of studying and teaching that's a big part of what I do when you know you have a barrier of why you can or can't do something or you have a 
tremendous fear or insecurity about attempting something or achieving something, these lessons are nonstop in martial arts and health and fitness. You're, you know, this constantly looming feeling of self-worth and if you deserve to be better or what you want and all these things. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with this. But anyway, so as a as a parent, you're a teacher and thankfully I because I've been a teacher and I really value that my place in that um I cherish all these questions he asked, which is now all the time. <laughs> like everything is a question, which is just cool as hell, man. Maybe I should turn that off. It's better. Huh? Um, it's just better. I mean, it's better. It's just really cool and exciting uh, to have these conversations with him. And it's like it, it makes me appreciate good teachers even more than when I was in school because like now I get to look at it from a different perspective. You know, like his teachers are OK, like, the, you know, but they're not. I haven't been, well, that's not true. You know what? I'll say like his pre-K teachers, I really liked. Um, his kindergarten teacher is okay. Like, she, you know, he's in a, a Montessori school, which is supposed to be like, you know, very um, kind of progressive and forward thinking. And I just, I haven't seen a ton of that. Um, it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's for sure not bad. And it's hard, like. He's an online school. He's been in online school during this last year in kindergarten. Um, and it's hard. It's obviously a challenge. But like, you know, his teachers seemed more focused on just like getting them to complete worksheets, which are, there's way too many. He's in, it's, three, it's a three-hour class. So it's not a long time. And they're doing like tons. So it's like I get they're adjusting, but I haven't been – I've had to contact his teacher and the principal to be like, hey – the way you're doing this and there are specific things that happen, but like it goes against your core values, like based on Montessori lessons and your own things. What, you know, what we talked about when I first signed him up and all these things. Um, so it's like, I, I'm, I'm hypercritical of, of teachers, um, but ultimately they're good. And it's like, every, we're all adjusting. We're all stressed the fuck out. We're doing the best we can. And, you know, for the most part, they're doing a fine job. He's learning a lot of things. I just wish, you know, I, you're not a parent is supposed isn't supposed to be around <laughs> during their kid's schooling. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to watch your kid go through something that when you know what I mean? Like I want to fix everything. Everything I see wrong, I want to micromanage and I want to be obsessive and I want I'm a, I'm admittedly I have control issues. I'm what, you know, people describe as a control freak. When I'm in a group, I can let things you know delegate it's fine I'm totally fine with it but when something isn't when it could be better I kind of obsess that it should be and I want to but you know I can't control everybody I can't make people change and do things my way and they have their own way and their own they're a person um yeah I will say like th <laughs> teaching is crazy like when you talk to other teachers like um like school teachers not uh Whatever, like I'm a teacher, but teachers, like school teachers will look at me weird when I say I'm a teacher because they think it has to come from like a, a book that they were given and they just kind of <laughs> regurgitate facts. But um, anyway, I was talking, I was talking to, she was a friend of mine. She is no longer a friend of mine, but this was like a few months ago. Um, 
<laughs> so I knew she wasn't like terribly bright. She was nice when we got along, but like, you know, she didn't know that most of our communication was over text. And she's a teacher. I'll just, uh, yeah, she's a teacher. Um, thankfully, she teaches uh, like preschool. So her, what I'm going to get into doesn't really affect the kids. You know, at preschool, you're not dealing with any of these issues. So it's fine. You know, in air quotes, fine. But she doesn't know the difference between like there, there, and there. And, you know, she types out supposedly. Um, there are a bunch of issues. And uh, recently we were talking, you know, a few months ago, we were talking about something and she was saying how she's allergic to dogs, but she's living at her mom's place right now and she has a dog, but it's not a big deal because the dog is just outside all the time. And I was like, what do you mean it's outside all the time? I was like, it lives outside. It's like, it never comes in? He, I think it was a boy. He never comes in? No. He's an outside dog. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, he, well, he just, he stays outside. It's fine. Like, dog, you know, he's, a, and she kept saying, like, he's just a guard dog. And I was, I tried to explain, like, dogs are, are pack animals. They, they need to be around people or, or, or other dogs. Like, you can't take a, a social animal and then completely isolate it. Humans are the same way. Even if you're isolated, I am like, I'm a solitary person, but even then I still need people. You need, you, and dogs are all about that. And now so I got really upset and I was like, you can't just say he's a guard dog. You made him that like, you're just forcing that upon him. Not, that, I mean, a dog can and should provide some sort of, I don't should is the wrong word. But a dog can provide protection for you, for sure. Um, either just, you know, because of their bark, they can be loud, or just visually they can be intimidating and would potentially scare off somebody, or they can actually attack somebody. And, and, and when I mean actually attack, like a little dog attacking you is not a problem. You can just step on it or kick it. It's not a big deal. But, you know, a larger dog can quite literally save your life, like physically attacking an intruder and you know nullifying that threat which is good it's great good job but like that's not it's even if it's its purpose you would want it in the house if it's outside how the fuck is it going to protect you if somebody breaks in so even just the logic there so you're just torturing an animal forcing it to be alone and i was at, like she was saying like yeah we don't really pet it because she's allergic so she's not going to touch it and the mom is old, so she doesn't go out there and play. It's just outside. I was like, that's so fucked up. And I was like, that's, yeah, I made my point. And then, you know, so that was like way earlier last year. And then a few months ago, we were talking about something. Excuse me. And then it started with like, she showed me, she often would ask me like health advice or nutrition advice and workout advice. And I would give it to her because, you know, we're friends, whatever. It's no big deal. She showed me, a, she took a little video of her kitchen and just like all the food that was around. And there's everything, store-bought cakes, store-bought cookies, chips. I mean, just fucking everywhere. So much. And I was like, look, all of this is real bad. This is not like you have a, a cake. Fine, have a cake in your house. You know what I mean? Like. Or you have some chips, but it was just like everything. And I was like, this is so bad. 
Um, we, we're talking more in the subject of, that's what it was. She was saying her kids at her school, they sent home like a, something to opt in or out of sex ed. Now her kids were pretty young, like elementary school age. I think, you know, like fifth grade or something like that. And I was like, I mean, I think I had some sort of sex ed in fifth grade also. I don't think it's a problem. Um, but she was describing like how graphic it was. I was like, yeah, that, that kind of sounds a little bit graphic. Um, like I think she was, I don't know if this was true because she also kind of did uh, demonstrate that she's a little crazy. But she was saying that there was some content about like sex toys. And I was like, yeah, that there's no place for that, I don't think. I mean, I think it's fine to talk about masturbation, but like, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think a kid needs to know about sex toys at that at that age. But I mean, whatever. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't read the content myself, so I don't I don't know. So I'll do, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I mean, if you could, if you want to opt out and just have that conversation with your kids on your own, that's I guess that's fine too. And she made something, some sort of comment like that wouldn't be happening. I was like, well, what do you think a kid should learn about sex and sexuality? And she was like, abstinence. Then I had to make the distinction, like one, sexuality is different than sex and abstinence um, is quite literally proven over and over and over, not only not to work, but to exacerbate any sort of concern you have with the kids action. When kids don't know things, they're going to fumble in. They're not, they're going to make way worse choices because they literally don't have any information or you're being shamed and repressed. So then you make worse decisions. Also, I tried to explain this to her again. She's a fucking teacher. She's an educator. She should know these things. Um, not even just the facts of them, but the, the basic principles of learning and child development. She fucking has no concept of. And I was like, well, that's crazy. I mean, you, you'd you rather advocate for, you know, a kid being ashamed of their body and not knowing anything. And like your kids will be in quickly approaching junior high where it's like sex is going to be a thing like soon. And you won't you don't want them to have any information while other kids do. You want them to just be. I understand that it's scary thinking of your kid having sex I, I totally get that but that's not the point that that's your issue that, I mean that's your issue with it so you're going to deny your child's reality because it makes you uncomfortable I, I'm being more um dramatic about this now just thinking about it like in, in the moment I wasn't I wasn't like yelling at her or shaming her or anything like that I was just we were just talking And then it got onto something about vaccines. And she, <laughs> maybe it was because we were talking about COVID. I don't know. Um, let me see if I, I think I wrote some of this down. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but she said something about vaccines. And I said, do you not? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it was. Uh, she said something about Tylenol. And I was like, what, what's your problem with Tylenol? And she's like, it doesn't do anything. It just masks symptoms. And I was like, that, that is wildly untrue. 
She's like, it doesn't cure anything. I was like, it's not, it's not a cure for something, but it, it reduces inflammation. It, it is, it is doing something. Um, and she, she wouldn't believe it. She's like, no, it doesn't do anything. I said, so what do you, what do you use for medicine? Like just like household medicine. <laughs> and she said, essential oils. Essential oils? What do you use that for? For, you know, when I have a headache, I put on essential oils. Or I was like, okay, if, if you if you fall down and you your kid or you break your leg, are you going to put essential oils on it? She's like, no, I'll go to the, the hospital. I was like, you know, they give you Tylenol in the hospital, right? Like this idea, look, essential oils are fine. And they they actually do have value. Like there is a, a a use for them. Smells do calm you down, or they put you in a different mind state. And some of them um, actually do have medicinal properties. However, the ones that you're buying in the store probably don't. If you're making them fresh, which is like when you talk about like indigenous cultures using herbs as medicine, they're making them. So they're potent and they actually do have value. <laughs> but like you buying like this mass produced essential oil that's already watered down and has been sh sitting on shelves for months or years and then it's been in your house for months or years. It's almost useless. I mean, let's just be honest here. Like there is a huge difference between making herbal medicine and then immediately applying it and then buying some shit that's made in a factory and you actually don't know what the hell is in it because it's not just the thing of whatever you think it is so anyway she uses essential oils she thinks you should teach abstinence I, she also said something when we were talking about the sexuality thing she's i asked like well she said something about like you know, and then they're teaching them about like the LGBTQ community. And I was like, you don't think your kids should learn about LGBTQ plus people and, and concepts and realities? And I told her like, it's real fucking simple. Like I've already talked with my son about it. And it wasn't like, I need to tell you something. It was really early on. He was like two or three. And we've had this conversation multiple times since where he was asking about something about people being together and I was like maybe we saw it on TV I don't remember but I was like yeah some boys like girls some girls like boys some boys like boys some girls like girls some boys like girls and boys some girls like boys and girls some boys don't like either some girls don't like either some boys actually feel like they're girls some girls actually feel like they're boys some boys don't feel like either. Some girls don't feel like either. Some boys and girls feel like both. And he was like, okay. It was fine. No problem. She doesn't think you should do that. And so I was, but going back to the medicine thing, I asked, like, what's the issue? And she was like, I was like, why is medicine bad? And she said, because of chemicals. Yeah, so she doesn't like medicine because of chemicals. 
<laughs> and I said, what the fuck do you think is in all that shitty food on your counter? And she was like, those chemicals are different. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's insane. There were some posts I saw, like, I, I don't have Facebook, so I, I, but it was a Facebook post that I saw where it was some anti-vax group and a guy joined the group and he was saying something like, yeah, this, there's a, these are all the vac, these are all the chemicals in this, in this. And he just listed all these chemicals and the people were like, see, I, yes, this is awful. This is what, this is exactly the problem, this. And he was like, yeah, these are all the chemicals in an apple, not like a crazy lab apple, but just an apple that grows on a tree in a field or whatever. Like everything is based, is, is made up of chemicals. So like these people's understanding, like, oh, it has chemicals. I don't want it. Okay, well, what are you eating? You're eating like the the food that you're eating is not natural food. This is all like lab food that is just all chemicals, even outside of like the natural chemicals. Like this is they are injecting shit into the food that you're eating. No, didn't understand that. It's just like. And she also said it was weird that I, I think because I was thinking about this is why I said that children people think she was saying like it's with the sex ed stuff she was like well it's different with kids than it is with people and that with her I was and th- I, this is why I got very upset I was like kids are people I find myself saying this all the time to people who are around to adults who are around children it's not just like a an issue of vernacular or just, just like kind of like using a, a term but not but not feeling that way like people feel that way that children are not people that's why they tell them what to do not teach them things but literally like you know like my son's mom like literally won't call him by his first name because his first name is based on my first name she calls him by his middle name and he repeatedly tells her he doesn't like it but she doesn't care she wants to do it. She doesn't want to use the name that reminds her of, of me. And I know this for a fact. I've been told, and it's obvious. So, yeah, so it's like you're a teacher, and you, you, delineate, you make a delineation between children and people. They're not people. They're children. It's like people bully kids because they're not. So anyway, we're going through all this shit, and I was just, like, horrified and then I said, well, going through all this like vaccine stuff. And I was like, you, you benefited from vaccine. Oh, and I, I listed like, here's like f- fucking 12 or 15 diseases that vaccines cured. Here they are. Here, look. I was like, what do you say about this? Nothing. Well, I don't know. I, you know, some of my, I don't know all the details, but like I've talked to people. I was like, so you have this hard opinion that is anti-science and you don't even know the details of it like you don't even know why you're saying or feeling the things you say and feel or think rather and I was like well what about black lives do black lives matter and she was like yes of course they do all lives matter and I just typed Jesus like how can somebody be so wrong about so many things it's not just like a couple things. I mean, you, you know, we all have a couple things we didn't know or we believe that isn't right. But like all of the things. She's wrong about all of the things. So I uh, I was like, okay, 
Um, that's it for me. I can't like, we're not, uh, we should go our separate ways. And I ended the conversation. I, I don't know if I blocked her or restricted her on my social media. And then like, she keeps trying to send me, like I see like her requests for wanting to send me messages and shit, but it's always like, she wants to send me some YouTube video of some anti-vaxxer on YouTube who's basing their shit on not facts. It's crazy. So like she's obsessive and crazy and weird, but like, what the fuck? She's a teacher, man. Again, thankfully, you know, the kids she's teaching, it's like shapes and colors and sensory stuff. So none of those issues will come into play, thankfully. And, uh, but, I, you know, with the anti-vax stuff, I was like, you benefit. You had vaccination as a kid. That's why you don't have polio or whatever. Like, don't you think, so you benefited from it, but you don't want other people to benefit from it? She's like, well, I didn't have a choice. I was like, a choice in not getting polio? Like, you want polio? People are just out of their fucking minds, man. Anti-science shit is crazy. It's always existed, too. It's not... This is not new. And being anti-science is literally just you don't understand it. So you just come up with something that suits a narrative that's easy to understand for you. That's all it ever ends up being. It's, it, ugh. <sighs> Only, what, just a little over two weeks left of Trump? There's le legitimately millions of people in this country who think that they're about to start a civil war. And those tapes fucking yesterday just got released of Trump on the phone with uh, the Georgia uh, governor or whatever, like literally telling him to like find 12,000 votes, almost 12,000 votes, just find them because he wants to win. Like, and then he tried to like blackmail him like it'd be better for him if he did. And he should work with people who also want that same that want the answers that he's looking for. Oh, man, it's crazy. If you haven't heard those tapes, you should. There's like a condensed version that's like five minutes that kind of, you know, it distills most of what you're going to need. But there's the full tape. It's like an hour you can listen to also. And uh, it's insane. Like it makes Watergate look like nothing. I mean, everything in Trump's, not just presidency, but entire life and career is is just horrific. But um, yeah, evidently the uh, World Health Organization, no, is it NATO? NATO is looking because he pardoned like war criminals, like legit war, like all these Blackwater guys and stuff, which is alarming because you think, like, oh, he he wants to use them to build an army, which is I, I think is what he's thinking because he's he is just desperately trying to hold on to power. He owes hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to various people. You know, all those debts are coming due soon. He's not going to have the power of the presidency to back himself up. He's being investigated throughout the state of New York. Um, he, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's Hitler in the bunker. Like he knows it's coming crashing down and he's freaking the fuck out. He's a very dangerous person still though. Anyway, um, NATO is looking into, because you're not actually like, you're breaking international treaties by, he, or apparently he broke international treaties by pardoning a lot of these people. And he continue, he keeps pardoning people. He's pardoned like over 200 people and they're all awful. It's not, I mean, it's, it, they're just all bad people. There's something about, he's got some property in Scotland 
and uh, they issued subpoenas for him and his lawyers because they believe it his resort or whatever is a money laundering thing. And what's funny is if he goes, if he answers the subpoena, he won't answer the subpoena. But if he does, you know, he'll probably be indicted and fucking arrested in Scotland. So he's not going to go. But if they don't go, the Scottish government just gets to seize the property. So it's like either way he was losing that. And um, his resort, Mar-a-Lago, is in Florida, right? Well, evidently in like 93, he signed some contract saying that he could never use it as a residence, which is more than 21 days out of the year, right? Something like that. That he wouldn't use it as a residence. And like a couple, like a month ago, all of the residents in that area wrote a letter to the city and to the Secret Service and the White House or whatever, reminding him that he's not allowed to live there and that they will pursue legal action. And they did it because like they don't want him to be embarrassed by moving in and then having to moving out. So they're trying to be nice. Obviously, that's not true. They don't give a fuck. They just don't want him there. So he can't <laughs> he can't live there. He can't live in New York because he's under like massive investigation and he'll for sure be found guilty of all sorts of terrible things, money laundering and extortion, blah, 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 uh, allegedly. Um, yeah, he can't go to Georgia or can't, yeah, he can't go to, uh, Florida, can't go to New York, can't go to Scotland. It's, it's fucking crazy. Like it's all crumbling down, but he's still super dangerous and he's, you know, he's a bad, bad guy. It's worse. Like everybody around him, like he's always been this guy and not, not to excuse anything at all, but he's literally always been a monster and a criminal, allegedly. But all these people around him, all these fucking Republican Party is only a cult now. Um, but like all the enablers are far worse because they, they know what he is. They can see what he is. And they made him the most powerful man in the world and stand behind him or stand aside and allow him to do these things. And there are a lot of Democrats that are terrible too. Don't get me wrong. Like our whole political system is fucked. You know, there's a fundamental problem when the people elected or sworn in in any capacity don't have to feel the ramifications of the choices they make on the people that they are supposedly there to represent. I mean, there's a fundamental issue there. It's a conflict of interest. Like... In like a in a in a reverse way, I guess. Like they can make choices for the people of the country, but they they are never affected by those choices. This is a problem. I don't know what the system is to change it, but it's a fucking problem. And all these people are like up in arms about socialism. We can't have socialism. They don't. You know, here's the thing. If you find yourself arguing with people about socialism, like who are like I fucking socialists. Uh, even meanwhile, they're fascists. Um, just ask them one. Don't get into an argument because you're not. It's not going to go well. Just ask. I've been telling everybody to do this. I've been telling people to do this so much that people are starting to tell it to me. Like it's, like they're <laughs> coming up with it. Whatever. It's fine. But just ask when somebody's like, ah, socialism, blah, blah, blah. Just ask, what is socialism? Just ask. And then if it goes further, ask this. What about fire department what about the 
public library? What about public schools? What about Medicare, Medicaid? These are socialist structures. These are socialist groups. Like socialism is here. And then, and then if they still have an issue, like, okay, well, do you know that government officials have free health care? Government officials have benefits, paid vacation, all this shit. That's socialism. That's the thing that you're opposed to. It's just fucking crazy. Half of the 70 million, 70 plus million people voted for this. For, for fascism and, and white supremacy. Man, it's fucking bananas. I'm going to change the subject. I know this is not terribly fun, but it's interesting. It is interesting. I've been uh, playing, I think in like 2012, a game was announced called Cyberpunk 2077 by a company, um, CD Projekt Red. Now, most notably, this company made The Witcher 3. I think they made the other two Witchers too. But they made The Witcher 3, and that game is phenomenal. It had a rocky launch. like It, it, it had all sorts of problems, and they ironed it out, and it's, it's a genuinely amazing game. It really is. Uh, it's deep and rich and has great combat, and it's open world, and it's a world that's done very well, and the AI is good. It's a great game. The story's amazing. I mean, that's all the Witcher games are, are like that really deep. Kind of, you know, there's like deep politics and, and there's love story and there's, you know, magic and, you know, uh, particularly like dark magic. It's it's great. So Cyberpunk 2077 was announced a, a thousand years ago, delayed every year, and it finally came out last month in December of 2020. And they made all these promises and claims. Now, for me... When it started, when they started showing the game, like alpha builds and, and in the beginning of 2020 and even 2019, I was not excited or impressed. I didn't like the art direction. It felt very like dated, like 90s version of what the future is going to be. Like if you watched the movie Hackers with uh, goddamn uh, Angelina Jolie and um, what's homeboy's name? Matthew Lillard. And all that. It, it, it felt like that. Like this very cheesy, like there's just kind of arbitrarily placed, like this wasn't in Hackers, but like I'm talking about the art direction of cyberpunk. It, it, there's like just like, you know, random robot pieces on people and, and uh, you know, it just felt very 90s, 90s version of the future um, where it's like dirty, but everybody's wearing like there's nothing makes sense like well why would there's no reason for people to dress this way and and there's just random words to replace things like it's not cool it's you know i'm just i don't know why this comes to mind like razor what was that movie disturbing behavior or something like that where they you know it's like the kids would say like oh that's razor like, like shit like that where they would replace slang with i mean i guess no slang really makes a lot of sense but it's, it's just an awkward move to do like they don't call money money in cyberpunk they call it eddies you're like okay this is dumb so whatever they made all these promises about how literally could just do anything i mean i'm always weary when a game makes a bunch of promises like this i'm like okay like you're ignoring limitations of technology to and people always buy into it it's obnoxious so i didn't like the art direction 
I don't really care about shooting games. Um, so I was like, you know, I'll check it out, but I, I'm not, I don't care. And I don't, and I I'll, actually, I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't think it's going to be that good. So anyway, so it comes out and uh, it's, is that better or worse? Sorry, I'm just looking at my monitor here. Um, and surprise, surprise, it's buggy as hell. They've been working on it for 500 years. It is so buggy. Now I'm playing on like a, a fairly high-end PC. Even though my system's old, like it is still considered a high-end PC. It's, it's equal or better than, it's better than consoles like the current like PS5 and Xbox One. Like it's, it's still, even though it's fucking eight years old, it's still like even slightly better than brand new consoles. It's a good, it's a good system. So my experience isn't horrific as far as bugs, but it is crazy buggy. Um, but like the AI is awful. It's fucking awful. If someone's in a car and you like shoot the car, they just get out or maybe they don't even get out. Sometimes they'll just like put their hands like near their head and just sit there or they'll get out and like crouch next <laughs> next to their car. Um, you know, if you bump into people, nothing happens like the streets are basically desolate when it's like you can play like Grand Theft Auto Vice City or Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is like 2005, six, seven, eight, like around that time. And the AI is way better. The physics are better. The physics in cyberpunk are trash. Like if you drive a car into the water like there's no there's not even a splash when the <laughs> car goes in it doesn't float it just immediately goes to the bottom it uh, it's awful the npcs like non-playable characters there's like barely any animations for them they repeat just like one or two phrases they don't interact with you at all again you look at like the gta series because that's if you're going to look at an open world game you're going to look to rockstar either gta in particular gta 5 or Red Dead Redemption 2. These are like the most current examples. But even, again, you can go back to earlier Grand Theft Autos and find so much more immersion, so much more. The physics are better. How is how is a 15-year-old game have better physics than a brand new game? It, it literally defies any sort of logic and reason. Um, so the physics are terrible. The shooting is really stiff. I don't care about the story. Keanu Reeves is in it and his acting is not great, which means that also the directing isn't great. The story is like, there's just tropes everywhere. Now, this is also a problem in most video games, I will say, a ton of tropes. But going back to like the 90s art direction, like all the advertisements, like billboards and posters and throughout the city are all like, the rest of the game is not like this, but just this, like all those advertisements are like vulgar and weird. Like it'll show like somebody's ass on somebody's face and it'll have like a comedy title of it or something like that. And everything is about sex. It It's like Grand Theft Auto, like the early versions of Grand Theft Auto, but that's what they were going for. Like everything is tongue in cheek and it's whatever. So they're trying to do that here and it's just, it, it's out of place and... It, um, so it's not very good. But also, I keep playing it. For some reason, I'm kind of enjoying playing it. 
even with all these, I don't care about it. And like there's like cybernetics you can add to yourself, but the really only one that actually kind of matters is like a double jump, which is a great feature. So it's like there's this whole system that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I keep playing it. I will say this, like it, it is a pretty looking game. Um, and also the, the design of the city itself, even though I wish there was more variation, um, but the design of the city itself is actually good. Like you feel they did capture the idea of being in a big city where you feel very small in comparison to the buildings. And I'll say like in GTA, I actually don't think they accomplished that. But in here they do, where it's like you almost feel like you're in between mountains, like you're going through uh, canyons. You know, when you're in like downtown LA or Chicago or New York, like you feel like you're essentially like in canyons walking, even just on the street, because it is so towering and you are so little. So they did accomplish that well. Um, but, I mean, it's just like, I don't know why. It, it's shocking to see a game so bad, but also like it. And also, just like, how, why did this take so long? I mean, the endless amounts of money poured into this, and it's just, it's so average. It's just average as fuck. Like it, so average doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable to play. For some reason, it's enjoyable to play. But um, man, it's just not terribly good. It's just really not. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, my camera battery is about to die. So thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to put these out every Tuesday, I think. Every Tuesday. I think that's the schedule I'm going with. Um, so thank you for listening, uh, rate and review on iTunes, please do that. It helps me out. It bumps me up in the algorithm so I can hopefully get exposed to more. If you're watching on YouTube, like, and subscribe and share, uh, again, same thing bumps me up on the algorithm. I appreciate it. I, I am trying to, uh, turn this into something and you can, you can help me do that. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Um, yeah, have a great day. Peace. <laughs>